This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, I think we're going to have to talk about prepping for aliens. Aliens. Aliens, right? Because that movie and they're coming out of their freaking guts. Some scary shit. So good. Every time your stomach hurts, you're like, you're just thinking of (laughs) that little guy dancing on the counter. Uh Uh-huh. Space balls. I remember that scene. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, well, basically more and more, the government's been coming out and like saying, oh, Navy pilots saw UFOs or, um, you know, different things like that. They keep giving us some different like little hints that mm-hmm. it's real. And remember, Hillary was going to expose it when she became president. But Donald Trump was going to expose it, too. And he I somehow know, got forgot what he was doing, right? He, see, the thing is, it was it's a big con because they're both reptilians. Yep. So of course they're not going to let that out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did hear. Well, remember there was that thing that flew in front of the sun that was uh, what Uma Uma or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Mua or something. Yes, that sounds. Oumuamua. Whatever it was, it was ridiculous. I remember, yeah, this big cigar-shaped one. Right. And then right after that, they were like, oh, we're going to make a Space Force. Mm -hmm. Now, it's going to sound hard to believe, but that was actually a year ago. That was June 18th, 2018. President Trump directed the Pentagon to begin planning for Space Force. Mm -hmm. Now, at first, we all got excited. I know that... uh, where I buy my body armor, mm-hmm. they came out with this like kind of clay red body armor, mm-hmm. and they said so that way for fighting on Mars, right, you're gonna right. be good to go, right? And I was like, shit, order me up some of that. <laughs> I gotta shit. have some of that. I don't have red. <laughs> I got green. I got desert camo. Yeah. You know, whatever. But you never know when you're gonna, you're gonna end up on Mars, right? Exactly, or in a bloodbath, right? Either go. way, either right? way. So, all right. Now, as I dug into it a little bit more, though, they, I guess in August, Vice President Mike Pence and the Department of Defense released more details. Now, it turns out the details 
kind of imply it's not really for fighting aliens. It's for like protecting satellites and shit like that. Okay. Yeah. So I've, it I've got a cool. little bit a little bit about this here. So they said uh the Space Force Command, in addition to an independent service overseen by a civilian secretary, it's not yet clear how many troops will be in the Space Force or how much it'll cost. Um the new military service is set to be established by twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, the to-be-developed space operations force described by Pence as an elite entity will include joint space warfighters who will provide space expertise from combatant com- commanders and surge expertise in time of crisis to ensure that space capabilities are leveraged effectively in conflict. The force will be composed of people from all branches, but uh, for the most part, they're saying special forces types. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, mostly Air Force guys. All right. Uh, and then it said, well, hang on, though, because they said they must be prepared to deploy teams of space operators to Europe and the Pacific by next summer, ready to surge expertise forward in a time of crisis. Then he said, this is why I say not really aliens. With Russia and China developing weapons that threaten U.S. satellites and investing in hypersonic technologies, the nation cannot afford inaction. That's right. That's right. And that's what most of it it was about. Um, Now, it's called the... the, uh, the Space Aggressor Squadron. Woo! Uh, I just like aggressor in the name. Yeah, yeah. You know? Developing, uh, their, their goal is developing strategies to defend our assets against a space-oriented attack. The now Air that Force, could be aliens. Now, the Air Force already has the 20, uh, 26th SAS, Space Aggressor Squadron, Ooh. and the 527th SAS. But they're both based in Colorado. Now the idea is is uh, the GPS uh, system is run through a network of thirty one satellites, and they're, they pr- the primary goal is defending the satellites. Now uh, from the twenty sixth sixth SAS squadron, uh, Captain Christopher Barnes. This is a quote from him. We study threats to the space realm, either coming from space or based on land. If we cannot directly replicate them with hardware, then we will figure out if there's a software solution or some way we can train people to the point where they can fight through them if they have to in a conflict. Now, here's some of the weapons that they've already developed to use. All right. Brute force jamming. Yes. That's to disrupt any sort of communications, whether it's alien or or from this planet. Uh, U.S. Navy's laser weapon system uh, can shoot down projectiles, aircraft, and drones. Now, the one that really got me excited that I haven't been able to figure out much about is the X-37BA space drone. A space drone, top secret. Capable of satellite espionage. Now you know about it, even though it's top secret. Well, the 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 details are top secret. Mm. 
Right. It's capable of satellite espionage, offensive and defensive capabilities also also uh involved there. So I don't know I don't know what it looks like, but I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited about it. Space drone. Now is it an aggressive space drone? Because <laughs> that just sounds great. It's offensive. Which you is know what would be cool? As, as if aggressive. they had that freaking Gatling gun like on an A-10 Warthog. Mm, yeah. Up in space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine if we're fighting UFOs and shit, a Warthog, really. That's the way to go? the way to go. Yeah. Because really, They're who stands dope. up to They're that? They're pretty dope, man. It's just scary. Even just the noise, you know? Like in, uh, what was that? The, what, Close Encounters? Or what's the one with the keyboard? Yeah, that's Close Encounters, where they're playing close the music and the lights yeah. and the, and the right. whole thing. And what alien movies always have that weird, like, loud tone that happens. Yep. I figure we're going to throw it right back at them when they hear the warthog burp at them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And be like, oh! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. All right. So here's, now here's another uh, strategy that I, I saw online that I thought was pretty ingenious. All right. But it goes completely against the... Um, the Space Force plan of protecting the satellites. What they say is to blow up all the satellites into pieces so that there's just millions of tiny flying pieces space of, debris. of space debris. Now, so, that's the first one. You build a force field around the Earth. That's phase one. All right. Phase two is attack during entry into the atmosphere because the entry into the atmosphere is... a. Uh, um, Creates massive amounts of heat and disrupts communications. Yes. So that you use your the THAAD system, which is Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System, which is a missile system. Which, uh, as they're entering the atmosphere, they're going to be less able to uh, defend against or see incoming projectiles. Because that's when they're like, oh, everybody starts screaming. I've seen like, right. a, a, what is it, Apollo? Yeah, all whatever. those Apollo movies, yeah. right? And Tom Hanks and everything, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. a few good men, whatever, you know? Yeah, Space Cowboys, all that shit. Right. Whenever they're coming through, well, now, I actually went to space camp, so I'm like an insider. You're already we'll in. Say. You already know. Now, mind you, this was like 1987, something like that. Right. You know, technology may have slightly advanced. <laughs> However, I do have to years. point out, when I went to a job interview, and I was like, well... 20 years ago, this is what I worked on in the Navy. They were like, shit, we have that same stuff now. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so the government, eh, a little slow on the uptake, right? All right. So here's phase three. Well, well, wait. So in space camp, okay. I have to point out that they showed us a program. They're charting every object of space debris right. all around the planet. There's just so like wrenches when they and go shit up there and they there. lose a wrench, yeah. they're actually tracking it, and you can see like a chart, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that wrench is right here now," because you don't want to crash into it. And there's, I I couldn't find a number, but there's tens of thousands of satellites up there, let it's, alone the space debris that's just drifting around. And wrenches, already. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, whole toolbox. You're and like, a, oh, yeah. and a screw that's that's traveling at ten thousand miles an hour, man, can be a bit of an issue. Especially to your spacesuit. That's right. Unless you have your Mars body your armor. Your Mars body armor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it. All right. 
Phase three. All right. Nukes. But not the spaceships. The planet. They're saying blow the whole thing up. Just give up. Just just because they can't come steal yeah. our resources if, if we, we blow destroy them up. the whole thing. That's that's they're gonna be like, three. well, fuck, we don't even want that one. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't seem like that really works out in anybody's favor, you know. But whatever, that was that was. The, or the second option for phase three is guerrilla warfare. That's what I'm talking about. We're mm-hmm. gonna get into that. All right. So if if. Uh, if they don't, they don't buy our. If they call our bluff on the nukes, then then it's guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you a little bit more. So, some different attacks, and basically, so you have an idea of what we're dealing with. So now they're not really attacks per se, but we'll say encounters. All right. Um, in December 2017. The world was stunned to learn that pilots from the USS Nimitz, while conducting exercises off the coast of California in 2004. Now, this is what I'm talking about, about how the Navy's starting to release stuff now about shit, you know, that's been going on. Right. Um, In 2004, they had an encounter with a tic-tac-shaped UFO. Now, if any of you guys have watched this show, uh, Unidentified, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is on on the History Channel. They they actually started the series out with this, and basically, it was conducting you know able to do impossible aerodynamic maneuvers. Um, the Navy pilots actually saw it firsthand. It wasn't just on radar, mm-hmm. and it wasn't some guy with a camera down on the street. I mean, they were literally, like, within 30 feet of it. Right. And um, I guess they said that it ended up, like my notes here, it says uh, 5,000 miles an hour. But they said in order to clear when it took off, it ended up showing up later at their destination. And they said it would have had to travel, like, 3,700 miles an hour. Yeah, and they said it just seemed like it disappeared and reappeared. Right. So, I mean, that that's, you know, some serious shit there. So basically, it was the the Spy One radar, the Aegis radar. Now, this is something I actually have a little firsthand knowledge on. All right. I was on an Aegis cruiser. We had Spy One radars, and these radars are badass. Mm-hmm. Um, in the unidentified show, they say it can track a baseball. I'll say yes, that is accurate, and I might even suggest that possibly it's even better than that now whatever a baseball size object yes it has to be no baseball size all right it has to be uh uh metal right to track to track it with radar or anything it has to have a spot of metal yeah Mm -hmm. um but that spot can be very small um so basically they were doing maneuvers and the the battle group is out you know usually has two Aegis cruisers usually has another two destroyers, carrier, mm-hmm. some other right. cool shit out there, right? Couple subs. Mm-hmm. We'll say one sub that you one, yeah, know one about. sub in yeah. a battle group. One sub, right? Whoa. Well, just one. Whoa, whoa! And then, um, so whatever. And uh, so they're out there and they're doing maneuvers and training exercises. And I think it was the Princeton is a uh, cruiser, and they were like, hey. We have a contact. You need to come check it out. 
So the pilots head, they race over there, and they see like a big disruption in the water, and it looks like like maybe they missed a plane crash or something right. like that. And they said it looks like the water's churning and bubbling. And then they come down a little closer, and they see that there's an object hovering there. Just in the below the waterline. Just, just below, at, yeah, I think. Yeah. And so they were like, well, wait a minute, this is weird, because we don't see any kind of propeller, propulsion, jet, heat signature, any of this. They said it just was like shaped like a big Tic Tac, you know, just like a big oval, I guess. Yeah. Um, And it just looked kind of in their description, what we saw was kind of like a white light, maybe a white metal, that kind of thing. So one of the pilots, after they're circling it a little bit, it's like, hey, I have balls. I'm a freaking uh, warrior. Let me uh, go down and check this bad boy out. So he like flies upside down and and just heads on down there. Maybe he wasn't upside down. The the, the thing I saw it looked like he was. Okay. Um, goes down to check it out, and all of a sudden it like kind of recognizes him, like it didn't recognize him before, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Right. Like you think you got this awesome technology and you don't see us sneaking up on you with a plane? Yeah, with a plane and that's it's like loud oh shit, shit, there's a guy up there. Yeah, you know, and then fucking. Uh, so all of a sudden it starts mimicking the plane's maneuvers and it, it comes up to both planes altitude and then it takes off and then comes bolting like right back at him, like almost a head on. The, right. Just I, past I think him. the guy said he pointed his nose at it and then it like charged at him and then flew right over him and disappeared. Right. Then they were like, all right, we're going to uh, head back to our rendezvous point. And then they were like, oh, dude, you're not even going to believe this, but it's at the rendezvous point. And they're like, what? What? Like that? Exactly. Okay. So I'm just saying we're, we're seeing some rapid movements, maybe not the best radar detection, but they can definitely get around. So I'm thinking air-to-air combat, I'm a little bit worried. Right. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a flying tic-tac, maybe a... A space, uh, a space penis, if you will, some sort of a sky penis. <laughs> well, actually, the Marines and the Navy both have experience in dealing with these. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like I mean we've got the edge. Yeah, when it comes. They weren't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know about our, all maybe, the experience. Maybe experience with these Marine pilots were actually trying to signal to us mm-hmm. about what's coming. Right. They were like, "It was hey, a warning. Look yeah. at this. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So." Now, as far as we know, there hasn't been any, according to the U.S. government. Now, this is not, you know, if you've seen that, like, ancient aliens show with the guy with the frizzy hair. Yes, Giorgio. (laughs) He has different opinions. Giorgio, who somehow keeps getting tanner and tanner. (laughs) And just when you think he can't possibly get any tanner, he does. There it is. (laughs) So he they the government says there's been no being to being contact. All right. So according to the, we have not made communication right. or you know whatever. Now guys who've had you know their butt burglar or whatever. Right. right. The probe. They might they might say they would, they would disagree. They would be like, whoa. Let me tell you about my being. But uh, <laughs> now we have observed some of the capabilities, but we really don't know their intent is what the government says. That's right. We don't know what they could do. So, right, they some people believe that they're turning cows inside out. 
I'm not sure. Maybe that's their thing, you know? Whatever. Um, so here, here's what I got. I got a quote for you. The, the head of the, while heading up the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program on UFOs, Luis Elizondo says he learned firsthand that perhaps the greatest threat of all was not from the UFO phenomenon, but from ourselves in our inability to process data that did not fit neatly within our own paradigm of what constitutes a threat or an ally. So, like, we just maybe don't deal with it and process it as fast to kind of know how to adapt and overcome because it's so unfamiliar and abnormal. Um, a lot of times when, when I saw this quote, I saw people talking about that movie where uh, the Nimitz or whatever, what that aircraft carrier goes back in the day. Yeah. And you have the 50s. I've never actually watched that. The Philadelphia yeah, experiment, experiment or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you have the old fighter planes and they're going up against Tomcats. It's right. like just a totally different world. And that's kind of where we are, where we're kind of lost. So now there's another one, another incident called the Battle of Los Angeles. Right. This is a weird one. Now you're thinking at first, like, wait, is that Rage Against the Machine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, was the name of an album? It was the name of an album, right? Um. All right. They also called it the Great L.A. Air Raid. Now... February 23rd, 1942. Now, think everybody's worried about, you know, Pearl Harbor kind of thing. It hadn't happened yet, Mm -hmm. but that kind of thing, you know, they're all like, oh, the Japanese are going to come get us, right? So they said, oh, Japanese planes are spotted over LA. Everybody saw it. They got excited. They shot 1,500 rounds. Right, right at it. From anti aircraft guns. And they didn't hit anything. Mm-hmm. There, no debris came down. No nothing. And everybody said it was a large object, pale orange and glowing. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, no, it was just weather balloons and you right. don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And that was it. Nobody ever talks about that one, but it seems like a lot of people saw that. I mean, for them to fire off 1,500 rounds, somebody mm-hmm. saw something. Oh, it was just a reflection off a cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe tensions were running high. I don't know. Um, in Let me see. All right. Have you seen that guy, uh, Phil Schneider, who committed suicide? No. All right. So he's in a lot of the UFO shows. Okay. Because right? he, he's dead now, but he wasn't, you know, at the time. And he said that he um he had all these, like, he was a government contractor, is what he said, and he was working at secret government bases where we were fighting aliens, but they were like underground bases. Now, work with me. Did the aliens just show up at these underground at the bases? facilities? And they're like, oh, we can only fight here or people will see it. Mm-hmm. And they fight. And he was there with 60 special forces guys. All right. But he was a contractor who was helping set up the facility. He walked into a room and was like, what? There's three six foot or, I don't know, 13 foot tall people there. And he freaks out and they try and kill him. 
he grabs a gun. I don't know where he gets this gun. He did not say. And starts shooting. Kills two of them. And then the third one blasts a beam with his mind at him. So that's something we might want to prepare for is mind blasting beams. Right. Well, this see, this is where the tinfoil hat comes in. Yes. I see it. I see what you're doing there. So now the question of the guy who wrote the article I was reading was like, well, wait a minute. So you were able to find a gun and kill two of them, but then whoever's left kills 60 combat vets? Mm-hmm. A little suspicious. Or combat soldiers, Yeah, I don't whatever. know if I'm buying, buying that It that sounded line, a little fishy. Yeah. But then he mysteriously, after he starts telling everybody, says, if I ever kill myself, that really means I was murdered. Mm-hmm. And then he kills himself and... He gets rid of all his UFO documents before he does it. Good thinking. Good right? Thinking, right? Destroys them. Now, was that that was that was uh, the government that did that or the 12-foot aliens? Could go either way. Mm-hmm. Now, I have one more uh, little encounter before we get into how to kind of defend against these guys. All right. And this is Russia. Russia says that they've been fighting aquatic aliens. Now, who from Russia is saying this? Where's this, this? Is this just some drunk Russian? No, this is this is from the government. All right, but they say that they have unidentified submersible objects, so they call them USOs. Ah, okay, submersible. See mm-hmm. what they did there? Because they were like, "Well, you guys have UFOs. We want our own thing." In 1982, they were training Navy divers. And they said they saw weird swimmers in the water who were three meters tall. All right. All right. So, so these could be the same dudes because that, that's just rushing. Three meters is just rushing for 12 feet. Right. And these guys were moving around in aquatic vehicles mm-hmm. underwater. And they saw them while they were down there. So they were like, hey, I see that swimmer over there. I'm a Russian. I drank vodka. I'm going to go check it out. Right. So he heads on over and they somehow affected like the pressure underwater and like pushed them with pressure Mm -hmm. back up to the surface. All right. Yeah, I'm not buying that one either. You know, the truth is you are shooting down. I don't buy any alien anything, anything. I I don't believe in any of it. Well, I have a couple theories. One, I guess, like. Anything's possible, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed uh, a nice book uh, by the guy who wrote um, Ready Player One. Yeah. Called Armada. I haven't read that yet. How I, is that? Your boy has it. I sent okay. it over after I read it. All I right. enjoyed it. And, uh, and basically, it implied that our government recognized there's aliens out there. And they set up the whole video game intra- industry to basically train us. To be like combat fighters in, mm-hmm. you know, yep, like asteroids. Right. And they set up the simulators to work just like video games, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right. And then they end up doing drones, space drones. Space now drones. Now you're seeing where it's starting to overlap. Yep. yep. See it? All right. So, I don't know. Anything's possible. I, I don't know. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they god and there can't be aliens i'm not sure where in the bible it said there couldn't be aliens 
Yeah, I don't remember that part. I don't remember that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whatever. To each his own. So anything's possible. It's a big universe out there. You know, they always say, oh, why would you be so arrogant to think we're the only ones? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that, but I just show me the evidence. What's scarier? That there's things out there or that, or that there's, there's not. nothing? Woo! Kevin is deep, folks. So, now I did promise a little insight. So, what I think is, well, I am worried about, like, Slender Man. Slender Man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So, but they seem like they're all tough when they're in their alien thing. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to hide out underground. Right. Until they come out of the yeah. ship. Well, first off, you have to evacuate sh- urban areas because shoot you know. the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They always just blast them with their right. big New York, guns. Washington, D.C., Moscow, Beijing. You guys are fucked. New York City. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie uh, Independence Day. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to be under that big beam when it comes down. Mm-hmm. When, when you see it come over and everybody's running over and they got their iPhones out and they're right. looking up and their mouth's usually open and... They're like, oh, and, you know, they're raising their hands and they're like, they're here to save us. Mm-hmm. And just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know what? You'll be saved, too, if that's what they're here to do. They'll come get you later. Yep. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, because it's a cookbook, you know, that whole thing. They're trying to be our friends, but they really just want to eat us. They just want to. It's not mm-hmm. going to end well. Now, the theory of nuking the planet, that, that does have some merit. Mm-hmm. But I think we wait till they get out of the, the spaceships, and then you just shoot them like nothing. Because they all have that, like, jello-y skin. I actually read an article that actually octopus mm-hmm. are aliens. might be aliens. Yep. And that they're, you know, some weird thing came out of space, and they were, you know. So that's the kind of consistency we're dealing with. So I really feel like an AR-15 is good, but I kind of feel like maybe an AK comes into play if you're... Mm-hmm. I just want a little beefier bullet, just yeah. in case. A little, little something with some extra spin on it. A little something, you know? So maybe, you know, a slight plug for the AK on this one. Mm-hmm. Or at least... At least, uh, yeah. An Why, AR I, I mean, in 308, yeah. you know, like an AR-10, something like mm-hmm. that. You know, a man-sized bullet. Yeah. So just, you know, that might be something you want to look out for. Um, I would say definitely don't look into their eyes because that's when the mind control is going to get you. That's right. The mind control. And I think there's something to, you know, what we were saying earlier about it's going to be your ability to adapt and to recognize what's going on. Right. Right. Guerrilla warfare is what, what I kept seeing over and over again when I was looking into this. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so you want to you wanna get out of the major cities. You want to go underground. And do you, do you ever notice that in these movies, they never take cover? Like, they're like, oh, they're aliens. I can just run out in the middle of a field and shoot at them. Right. There's never, like, cover in a play. I feel like if you're a prepper, you should understand cover. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Concealment. Now I have to go back to the movie Predator. Yeah, with the... With the governator the, and the mm-hmm. clay? Yeah. Or the mud, whatever? Yep. Yeah, because who's to say they don't see with thermal or maybe black and white? Right. You know, like dogs, right? Don't they say dogs only see black and white? Isn't mm-hmm. that a thing? Yep. 
They don't have the proper they can, eyeball. They can see thing some yellows. Yellows. Some yellows. I mean, I always feel like when I see the pictures of the aliens, their eyes are always black, right? Isn't that what they always say? They have black mm-hmm. eyes. Right. So maybe there's Big no black pupils eyes. happening. Maybe like, it's all pupil. Well, yeah. So I don't think they're getting the whole color thing mm-hmm. going. And yeah, you're seeing what I, I'm saying. Yeah. You're picking up what I'm putting down. That's right. That's right. So now, <clears throat> there's a couple of things that if you're watching the movies, okay, you should do. There is some insight, right? If you want to deactivate their robots, yes, Klaatu Verata Niktu. Yeah, that's the magic words. Also, the magic words that uh, in Army of Darkness helps you get the ne- Necronomicon without mm. awaking the Army of the Dead. Yes, right. Uh, glasses of water. Just leave them around the house. Really? Yeah. Just uh, what was the what was the Mel Gibson movie? There was a Mel Gibson movie, something about a cornfield or something. Yep, yep. Now, um, you don't want to automatically just start shooting at him, because the day the Earth stood still, they they shot the dude. The robot just melted everybody. You know, can't just shoot at him. Nope. nope. But if you're in like a sniper hide, yeah, then you you don't have to worry about it. You're good. Just keep your distance from the death ray. But keep thermal in the back of your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, think about that thermal yeah. cloaking. Cover we've yourself about. in mud. Yep. Um, my favorite alien movie, though, Mars Attacks. Yeah, best, that's a good best one. one. The big heads. Mm hmm. Yep. Jack Nicholson, uh, Michael J. Fox, Pierce Brosnan. All star cast. Jack All-star. Black. Yes. Mm hmm. No, I do recall that as a top pick. Yeah, Christina Applegate. Kelly from Married with Children, Back super hot. Where she got not so hot. She's still kind of hot. Kind of hot. <laughs> I think you're getting too old. Your eyes are slipping. <laughs> if right. she listens to the show, we're going to be in trouble. That's right. That's if right. She's one of our three fans. Mm-hmm. Now, so the idea is get out of the urban areas, stay underground, watch out for night vision. Don't expect that. That the uh, bacteria is going to eat them all up like War of the Worlds, you know? They they probably have that plan planned for that, you know? And what about the blob? Ooh, that was a good one. The 50s one was the good one, though. Yeah, yeah. They made some bad remakes. And it's like creeping jello through the town, and they're mm-hmm. like by the park, and... Yep. Yeah. No, there's good Classy. stuff out there. Classy. Mm-hmm. Um, so just something to think about, you know? We're putting it out there. Um, now, actually... If you guys are worried about really being ready for alien defense, mm-hmm. you might want to subscribe to TACPAC. That's right. Now, TACPAC kind of sends you a little bit of those unexpected items that you're like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to need, and you wouldn't maybe buy on your own. Right. Like, they send you, like, one or two things that you know you need, and you're like, damn, I've been waiting for them to send me this. But then there's a couple of things where you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Tacpac's got it. And I just feel like any time now, some kind of like alien repellent will be in there. Mm-hmm. And if you miss the box, it's too late. It's too late. It's gone. You That's the it. whole point of the subscription. That's right. Is that you're going to be on the inside. So if you want to do that, you want to use the code BADASS, and maybe they'll hook you up with some alien repellent. Or maybe just a free gun cleaning mat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be anything. Could go either way. Could go either way. They can, it, it's different all the time. Right. That's the beauty of it. 
Now, if you guys have alien abduction stories, if you've ever been abducted by aliens... I don't want to hear about the probing. No probing stories. No probing. But email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Okay. I want to hear all the, the alien stories. Kevin's like, give me the deets. Give me the deets, yep. All right. I want to know what they look like. Were they the greys? The greys. Were they little, the I little ones? I find the greys the creepiest. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they're usually short, right? I mean, right. They're, all that we were reading about today, they're really tall. They're tall, right. But I but feel like they're little people. The, now, the aliens, alien UFO community, the ufologists, Okay. they say that there's 10 different types of aliens. Ten. There's 10 of them. So I don't know which one is which, but uh, they've all got their own names. There's a whole the whole thing. Okay. The whole thing out there. Now, uh, Bob Lazar, he was a guy that worked at uh, Area 51. Okay. He says the, 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 the government has nine different types of spacecraft. That is a lot. In their hangars there. So... Now, they have more than nine spacecraft, just nine types? Nine types of spacecraft. Okay. Now, they haven't been able to figure out how to, how, to, how to really operate them or how they operate, but they have been able to fly them. What? That's right. How can you fly it but not know how it works? They don't know how it works. It's anti-gravity is how it works, and they don't know how anti-gravity works. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just throwing it out there. Also, there's a rumor going around. That the aliens at at uh, Roswell? Yes. Not aliens. <gasps> what? No. It was in fact a weather balloon type of object, and what they did was use plastic surgery on mentally handicapped people mm-hmm. and altered them to look like aliens. And then this is the Russians. Then dropped them from high altitude so we'd aircraft. So we confused. Yes, just to freak people out. That's why the government covered it up, because they didn't want to freak everybody but out. But the Nazi that, shit with the aliens, that was real. I Man, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I've heard so much. Her, this last week has been just a roller coaster for me. Because they, <laughs> they always say, like, you know, that, uh, you know, how that socialism never produces new ideas, right? Mm-hmm. But Hitler, he cracked the whip, and they had a lot of new ideas. That's right. They invented uh, ecstasy, MDMA. It was supposed to be a truth serum. Just made people want to have sex a lot. So Could go either way. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe that's really everybody's truth. Mm-hmm. See what Fucking. I did there? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So there's that. So uh, maybe this isn't the episode to suggest that they go leave us a review on the iTunes. <laughs> um, yeah, because really when it comes to aliens... Everybody that talks about aliens, including us, we're kind of talking out of our ass because nobody has any idea. They might not even be like physical things if they come. Yeah, but I think if you take my advice on expect the unexpected. Right. That's what you got to take that to heart. Yeah. And I mean, really. And if they're slimy, don't touch them. Yeah. That's just gross. That's just gross. (laughs) Salt. Use salt on slimy aliens. Throw salt on them like a freaking slug, you know? There you go. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add to this? I think we're good. All right. So with that, oh, and don't forget, get excited. Next week, we're going to get to the bottom of the ATF. Nice. All right. I'm excited. So get get excited. Get your friends. Don't tell the government. We don't want any uh, yeah. ATF agents listening in mm-hmm. case they know where I live. And yeah. Just I keep all my guns at Kevin's house. 
is what I'm saying. You don't say that. <laughs> I um, was thinking about remodeling one of my rooms, so it's it's hidden in the uh, in the in the false wall. So if you want to come down and tear it apart for me, right. you might save or, or me like some labor. Or like we mentioned in the past that Chuck likes to bury him under his pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could be yeah, there. Just trying to dig a deeper pond. Deeper pond. All right. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.